0: Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Uh, talking again today about another of the pictures that I'm putting up on Instagram and up on Facebook and, and up on Flickr, or other places you can go check it out. This picture today was taken on film. It was on a, a roll Ektar film. Ektar is kind of interesting. I'm not sure if I've talked about it on this video series yet but Acta uh, film was was developed by Kodak it's an interesting type of film stock though there's lots of different ones out there unfortunately in 2015 16 it's really one of the few that's still available widely like there's Portra and there's other there's Velvia there's other stuff out there but they give like a certain color and tone to the type of picture that you take so you pick different film stock for different Types of photographs like portraits might be a softer one landscapes might be a more contrasting more colorful more vibrant type of photo and this photo it was taken with that ektar and that's where you get those really bright purples those really soft greens and uh, and those two tones those purple and greens really seem to come out with a lot of clarity and vibrance in this uh, photograph of, uh, of a flower in a field with a ladybug, a real bright red ladybug that had climbed up to the top of this purple flower and perched there in the sunlight. But I thought this was a real pretty uh, kind of ethereal, a little bit of a dreamy photo. You can see more of my work at BillyNewmanPhoto.com. You can check out some of my photo books on Amazon. I think you can look up uh, Billy Newman under the authors section there and see uh, some of the photo books on film, on the desert. On Surrealism on camping, some cool stuff over there. I ran into another guy out there, and he was like an agate picker. This is something I want to get into too. I was talking a little bit about agates, how they're formed and how they show up and and all that and and I'd be interested to find out the geology of how some of these creeks have agates formed in them here along the west coast. I think it's kind of cool the land formation, however the geology is over here. And however, that goes back in the history of the agate formation of what went on over at the coast there. But I think just north of Newport, there's a beach called Agate Beach, apparently a place where there's going to be uh, agates found. But this guy that I was talking to, he was saying, well, he was saying like, uh, if you kind of prowl around town in these kind of these older, smaller, uh, you know, coastal cities here in Oregon or probably in Washington or wherever they might be. But if you kind of prowl around the the town you'll you'll sort of see these uh almost i don't know kind of just it, it says rock shop or gem shop or something like that it's some sort of little shack uh kind of place with the old sort of weathered sign on it that sort of looks goofy it looks like an old time prospector kind of just works there and kind of does it himself but i guess you some of those people some of those guys they're some of the the more invested rock hounds in the area and some of those guys if they've retired i guess you know they'll let up some of their picking spots or they'll let up some of their information on uh on what they've done to collect some of these cool rocks and gems over the years but some of those people in those local town spots have some good uh kind of easy starter information for people that are getting into some of the rock counting stuff but i was told recommended by a guy over in newport to try and find a man named rooster so i could find out about the good rock hounding spots Sounds fun. I haven't taken him up on it yet, but the guy gave me an agate that he had collected, and I guess he was telling me that the good time to go is in the wintertime, after some of the, the bigger winter storms come in off the coast and then dredge up. Well, I guess not dredge up, but uh, I guess they wash out the light, I guess like we were talking about. They wash out the sand that's kind of coming, the sandbars, they wash out, and then it exposes some of the gravel beds, some of those those rock beds that are a little bit lower down uh, in the sediment, and that exposes some of the beds that have the agates in them. And I guess those come up during low tide in the winter time, I guess, after, what, January or February, something like that. And that's when this guy has found most of the agates that he's uh, spotted out there in areas like uh, Agate Beach up to, up to where, I don't know what's up north of there. Is it the Yaquina Head or is that below it? I can't remember now, but it's cool. Yeah, so it's fun going out and doing some, uh, Some agate hounding stuff. You can check out more information at billynewmanphoto.com. You can go to billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support. If you want to help me out and participate in the value for value model that uh, we're running this podcast with. If uh, you receive some value out of some of the stuff that I was talking about, you're welcome to uh, help me out and send some value my way. Through the portal at billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support. You can also find more information there about uh, Patreon and the way that I use it. If you're interested or, or feel more comfortable using Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash Billy Newman Photo. Pretty lousy. Now I, I understand so much more about what good glass does to change the quality of the image. Like when you're getting those kind of, I don't know, foggy images or hazy or dim images, I'm really seeing what, how that really affects. Like cheap, cheap lenses. That's the thing that really affected my photography for the longest time. For the first five years or so, it was really just me trying to combat how difficult it was to shoot with the the cheapest, 18 to 55 millimeter. Uh, three point, f3.5 to f5.6 lens that they had it was just all plastic the bracket on the back was all plastic and i think like even the lens elements themselves built into it were plastic and you could kind of see it it just never would really get crisp it would never be super sharp and you, it was just kind of this plastic warping that would that would cause that i picked up a couple other lenses over time too like i had this tamron lens that uh, that was used. That I'm sure had been dropped a few times, but it just never would come in sharp. It would always be like out of focus, even though you know it, was, it acted like it was focusing. It would always just come out soft. And so now I understand, like, oh, that's what they mean when they say this is a soft lens. So I don't know, just things that you learn over time. But uh, but I'm really happy to be working with kind of the setup that I have right now. And I'm sure I'll kind of change some stuff out over time too. I I, I think I still Uh, Though it's been really interesting kind of moving system to system to system, you know, from Nikon to Sony and then uh, over to Canon, I've I've kind of learned a whole bunch of different button layouts of how how to use a camera, you know, how the the camera works and all the different features and stuff that are associated with it. Though as, as I think about it, I was probably always and maybe am still the most comfortable with the layout and the system, uh, and the ergonomics of the Nikon camera system I've, I've really always liked that a lot but I've definitely gotten very used to it after shooting like a ton of these uh, ton of these portraits and family sessions and uh, wedding sessions uh, it's kind of become way more natural for me to to kind of you know oh, i got I to... Put this in manual. I gotta roll this over here. I gotta change my my ISO to this. So I kind of I know how to like hammer out these little maneuvers now. That uh, are those muscle memory pieces that are really maybe one of the hardest things to to learn when you're changing your gear system from say one brand to the next brand of camera manufacturer. So all that's been kind of interesting, and uh, it's been my uh, my journey into the Canon camera world. So I hope you guys had a nice time listening to me uh, go on about uh, some different lenses and different Canon camera opportunities that are out there. But I was impressed. Yeah, check out your used market if you're interested in trying to pick some stuff up. Uh, there's, there's really some inexpensive uh, items out there where you can get... Pretty quality images. I, I mean, you know, if you're if you're a student or you're just starting out or you're you're trying to get into photography, there's really a lot of opportunity to pick up some interesting Canon equipment for pretty low prices if you're checking out your used market. And if you're higher end and you're trying to get into stuff, new stuff is great. That the the five D Mark Four IV that I've gotten to use a bit is fantastic. It's really cool. I don't think it's going to change my photography, so I'm not going to try and upgrade it from my 5D Mark III right now. But there's a lot of things it does. There's also a lot of things that are super interesting about that 1DX. That you know, like that's the the big one. It looks like the sports photographer's camera. It's the one that's got that big battery pack base to it, where it's you know you can you can roll it to the portrait mode, and then you got that second shutter button there. Looks like you put a battery grip on your camera, but it's built into it, right? So it's all cool stuff. But for right now, I think I'm super happy with it. Until, until, you know, I don't know, a year from now, six months from now. Then I'll be like, oh, yeah, let's switch over again. I got a Leica. Like That'd be fun, right? <laughs> well, thanks a lot for listening. I appreciate it. You guys have a good one. We'll check in again soon. Thanks a lot for checking out this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Hope you guys check out some stuff on BillyNewmanPhoto.com. A few new things up there, some stuff on the homepage, some good links to other other outbound sources some some links to books some links to some podcasts links to some blog posts all pretty cool yeah check it out at com. thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the podcast talk to you next time